Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Thanks for joining us. So grab a coffee, turn up the volume. Here we go. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Two Daughters and a Dad podcast, the business of business. I am Stacey J. Dempsey. The J is very important. It brings the joy. And I have with me the dad and the other daughter. I have with me Jack Dempsey. Say hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. How's everybody doing today? Feeling good. Very good. Good, good, good. I am also. So um, I just want to start by asking the both of you, um, how has everything been going? Has there been anything new that maybe has come across um, your desk, your business, um, any new experiences based on, you know, maybe any of the conversations we've had in the last couple episodes? Kind of maybe give us some little nuggets about what's been going on. Well, first, I want to say this past week was our week before Christmas craziness in the salon, and we did our best numbers financially. Um, so, what does that mean? Best numbers financially this year, or in a week, in one week period, we've had our best week ever. Three years of being in the salon, so the wow. salon is thriving. The salon is growing. Um, so that makes you be excited to get back to work after Christmas. Makes me excited to be a partner. (laughs) But I want to talk about something that I have been struggling with in my business. And it's funny because I would have normally just called my dad on the phone, but I waited until we got to our podcast to bring it up. Um, so... We've been talking lately about bringing in a new product line in the salon. This is something we do, you know, from time to time in the salon. We have to keep up with trends. Um, So we brought in some products. We had the stylist try them out. Everyone's really liking them. A higher price point product line. Um, So I brought it to my staff's attention that if we wanted to bring it in, it was going to cost between a two to four thousand dollar investment for the salon, and um, I am still nervous to write the check. I think whenever you know, in my world, two to four thousand dollars makes me nervous. Um, after three years of money coming, money going, so um. I love the product line. I want to bring the product line in. Do I necessarily want to write a check that big? No. Um, so what do you think? What should I do? How do I? So so let me back up. After I talked to the staff, I definitely felt like I didn't get my message across in the right way. And that's my point is I'm definitely still growing as a leader um, in that aspect. So, so what, uh, what do you mean? What, what was their response? What made you feel like they didn't, uh, you, you didn't get your message across? I've had most of the staff with me and there was a couple girls that, that were not there. And I had asked them 
to relay the message because I had to do a client's hair. And as I overheard them talking, all I heard them say was, Jen's about to spend a whole bunch of money, so we got to sell this product. And in that moment, I knew I probably didn't have the right kind of conversation. So can you remember what you said exactly to them? I, well, we've been talking about this product line for a while, and I said, you know, I think we're ready to do it. Let's do it. Let's launch it. 2020, brand new product line. But I need to make my money back as quick as possible. So I definitely made it about me and the salon and my money instead of, I just feel like it could have went a different way, especially when I heard the stylist talk back. It's like Jen wants to make her money back. And that was definitely not the right message. Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, I think you probably hit it on the head from that, uh, from that perspective. You know, whenever you take on something new, it's been my experience is that that communication to your team, whoever's going to be involved, is, is very important. So it does sound like that your communication was more from a position of fear of losing money than how this might create opportunities, not just for the salon, but for them as individuals, how this investment could... Uh, benefit everybody so that probably would have been an approach you know that would have resonated and gave everybody including yourself probably a better feel for you know how the team was going to respond to you know taking on a new product line with a higher price point yeah and I know that we've talked before and I feel like after the fact um, you know, you go home and you're digesting your day. And I almost heard your voice in my head saying, you definitely just talk to them in a very fearful way instead of having confidence about what the salon is about to do in, in their next move. Um, Don't you hate when that happens? When dad's voice just pops up in your head like that? And you're time. like, stop, it's stop. thickening. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it too because I'm like, okay, we're learning, we're growing. I'm still not making the right decisions, but we're still <laughs> we're still learning. So, so if I have to ask, how would I position that better next time? Again, from the position of opportunity. I mean, there's nothing wrong with I think being you know humble about something or just explaining that you know we're you've made a decision or you're contemplating making a decision to you know make a significant investment you know in a new product line for the for the salon but here and you know and i'm a bit nervous about it but here's where i see the opportunity for everybody and then just move right into the opportunity so i don't think there's anything wrong with sharing that you're you know a bit nervous about it but you know but when it's that's the predominant you know emotion coming is fear and this could really you know we could really lose money here it's obviously going to put put everybody on defensive so just you know sharing you know your concern be real but also be prepared to 
to share the opportunity, especially for them. You know what, uh, you know how they can uh, really benefit, and, and and how your clients can can benefit too. Yeah, so it really comes back to, I, I know you mentioned it in our last um, episode about just that fear of reinvesting and what that looks like, but then also why are we fearful? And um, I know, Jen, you alluded to, you know, I just finally started making, um, you know, a little bit of leeway financially. Like there's now a little bit of a cushion. It's not... Um, you know, the drought to every single, every single month. And now here is, you know, certainly a new opportunity for the salon and um, those who are involved in your salon with this new product line and what that looks like. But it was, it was, it was simply fear. And so, so did we write the check yet though? Did we get over the fear? I know we didn't communicate very well over, um, you know, what this, what this, situation was but did we did we take dad's advice yeah with um is the did the check get cut yet as they say yeah well we will have a new product line come come 2020 come the new year okay um but i i think we talked about this before just me how i am as a person and i'm sure other people can relate is i find comfort whether in my personal life and in my business with money in the bank, right? So I, that makes me feel comfortable. Having a lot of money in the bank makes me even more comfortable. So I think, especially when you know when you're starting a business, it's a lot of we have some money, we let go of some money. And so when you get to a place again, three and a half years in, where we got a little bit of of cash flow, you you want to hold on to it even more. And and that. Is, and it's hard to reinvest. It's hard to say, okay, I'm starting to feel a little comfortable with with what we're doing here. Um, do I want to go ahead and drop a whole bunch more money into my business when I just got comfortable? I think this is a great point. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, face, you know, what you're describing, Jen. And one of the things I think is uh, important and for new businesses is to is to get to the point where you know you can have money um, set aside. So, for example, if I was if I was talking with just an individual uh, about finances, well, I'm going to be talking to them about the importance of having an emergency fund. You know, a money that that if they lost their job or something really went sideways on them, that they would have money that they could access quickly to pay their bills and you depending on the type of work that the folks are in that that emergency fund could be three months if they're in a very secure type of job or six months if there's a lot of volatility so I think that's really you know in business it really is the same way as once you get uh, enough money where you have say three or four months um, that you could pay the expenses of your business, you know, through a business downturn of some kind. I mean, that's probably a pretty good comfort uh, amount of money to keep. Um, and then, like I would counsel 
you know, individuals, once you get that, then you've got to look at, okay, now where can I invest or how should I invest? So, and the other question I think that you should ask yourself or entrepreneurs should ask as they go into things like this and where they're looking to make a decision is the first question is what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you lose your entire investment, you know, that you don't sell any of it, that you don't make one penny. So, you know, you mentioned two to four. So let's just say if it was 4,000 that you invested and you lost every penny, are you going to be able to open the doors of your salon the following day? Yes. So, you know, that's probably should give you the comfort to say, you know what, I'm not betting the farm on this particular product line that if it goes bad, that it's going to put me out of business. And I think right. that's how every entrepreneur should approach that reinvestment is you know, they should reinvest. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in some more detail. But you never want to put yourself in the position that you can lose everything, truly everything, you know, with with one investment. Right. And I know that last episode, Jack, you did touch on it. So we're, and we are going to talk about it now. The sigmoid curve, um, was something that, um, you had mentioned last time. So can you just go a little bit more in detail about exactly what that is, what that means to entrepreneurs and, and just really what that looks like? Sure. First of all, there's, um, there's a, video out there. I think if you just Google it, Sigmoid Curve, it's like a five-minute video that um, explains it very well. Um, but basically, it's a mathematical equation that you know says that when you have a starting point and you are, say, for example, starting a business, the first part of that curve is downward, meaning that before you start growing, you're going to go backwards. Um, and so, you know, you have to go through that period of discomfort where you're going backwards, um, but then you start to grow and then the curve starts to move upward. And so then the question is, at what point in this curve do I reinvest in my business for continued growth? Because what the Sigmoid curve says is if you don't reinvest in your business uh, your business will plateau and then at some point turn on itself, which means you actually start going down again because you didn't make that necessary investment in your business. So that plateau point can be certainly different depending on the business. Um, but the challenge with that reinvestment is you're going to reinvest as the curve is going up, not once it plateaus. That's usually too late. So as it's going up. So why do you think that that's hard to do? I think it's hard to do because, you know, if you're on the upward, it means now you're starting to have some cushion. You're starting to have a little leeway. You're starting to see where all of the sacrifice and hard work that you've been putting into um, your business is you're starting to see some um, the fruits of your labor and as Jennifer mentioned just a couple minutes ago I want to hold on to some of that fruit I want to hold on to it it feels good there's a comfort there's a you know okay finally like we're making leeway so I think that's 
probably very difficult to do when you start feeling like you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Especially coming off of so many years of being uncomfortable. I think that's what it comes back to, being uncomfortable, feeling the pressure, and you kind of get to, okay, we're making it, we're making it. I want to hold on to this. This feels good. Um, I don't necessarily want to jump back into being uncomfortable. I just lived there for for how how many years, however long. Um, so I definitely can relate to why that is hard. Well, that's exactly right. You know, what you both just said, because, you know, when you reinvest back into your business, so when you reinvest on the gross side of the curve, it starts over again. So as I said earlier, you have a starting point and your first movement in the curve is downward, discomfort. And so now all of a sudden you've, you've taken your business through an uncomfortable phase. Now you're in growth and now you're sat in there like, Ooh, I've got to hit that uncomfortable phase because again, the first movement on that reinvestment is going to be downward usually. And so you've got to say, all right, I'm ready to be uncomfortable again in order to continue to grow. So it's developing the uh, perseverance and the uh, really the intestinal fortitude to live because in order to get your business to a certain scale, you might have to do that, you know, several times on the curve. Because once you're, you start a new curve on that upward, now, again, you're going to be at a point where, okay, now where do, I, where do I reinvest on this curve? And so you have to be really determined to say, you know what, I'm, I'm okay with being uncomfortable um, because I know that's what I have to do to, to continue to grow. So... As far as, you know, yeah, so people feel uncomfortable about reinvesting in their business or they're fearful about reinvesting in their business. What do you think is another reason that people don't reinvest? Is it, um, do you feel like it's because there's a stigma attached to outside of my business? I know there's a stigma of, oh, you own your own business, so that must mean you're like, a gazillionaire, right? You know, like, oh, I own my own business or she owns her own business and she just must have all this cash flow. So, you know, besides, you know, that kind of stereotype, um, which oftentimes is not, not true, but what do you think is another reason why it's hard to, to reinvest? Like where do people, where do you think people are putting their dollars at then? Oh, of course it comes back to just lifestyle. I mean, especially when you're starting a business from ground zero and you start to grow through that, you feel like, you know, um, okay, now I can finally buy a new car. I can finally, you know, start to gain more materialistic things. Um, so to make that sacrifice again, I can, I'm sure that that is probably harder the second time. And that's exactly right. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, entrepreneurs where they make their mistake, I think, is um, they want to, you know, they want to start to 
see the fruits of their labor. They want others to see the fruits of their labor. So that could be going from driving, you know, a dependable, decent car to something that's a little more flashy, a little that symbolizes success, or it could be, you know, other toys. It could be a bigger house, things of that nature. And uh, so now all of a sudden that, that investment or the money that would go into reinvesting on the curve is going into lifestyle. And there's an old saying out there that, um, that farmers use that a house will not build a barn, but a barn will build a house. So you'll never be able to grow your business if you're going to be investing in lifestyle because it, uh, you won't have the resources to do it. So that's the other piece of it is to stay, uh, you know, really lean. Um, and that's not easy to do. It's much easier said than done. But to stay lean with your lifestyle so that you are in a position to reinvest. Um, now, if you're single uh, and you're only answering for yourself, well, maybe that's that's easier to do. Not easy, but easier. But if you're, you know, married and have a spouse, and you know the spouse is sacrificed along the way to for to get that business off the ground, that can be a tougher conversation because again, they want to start, you know, they want to start having more, doing more, taking better vacations, driving a nicer car. And so, you know, that can be a real challenge uh, to, you know, keep, even keep your spouse engaged in, uh, you know, a lean lifestyle so that you can invest in your business. But it's just essential because you have to have the dollars to reinvest. And if you, if you pull money out of your business, they're just not going to be there and there's going to be a point where your business will plateau and you'll just, uh, you'll be frustrated. So, so live at the end of the tube of toothpaste is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> nugget alert, nugget alert. Live at the end of the, of the toothpaste. toothpaste. <laughs> okay. So on that note, we will wrap this episode up. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jennifer, Thank you. Uh, for your time and effort and insight. And so this will end our episode of Two Daughters and a Dad. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss & Associates and J Faith Hair Studio.